PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is Season 2, covering everything from student stories to self-care and sports. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Welcome to Hobcast, a podcast focusing on the impacts of hobbies on the everyday person. Hobbies are a great way to help people get rid of stress and relieve everyday anxiety, no matter how severe. In this episode, we will discuss how hobbies make significant positive changes to people's mental health. Let's discuss our own various hobbies before taking a look at people's hobbies out in the field. Hello, and welcome to Hobcast. We are your hosts, Mike, Andrew, Nick, and this is the roundtable for Hobcast. We're very happy to be here. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling well today. Doing well. What about you, Nick? I'm doing awesome. I am so ready to talk about hobbies. Yes, me too. It's a very exciting topic, and I think a lot of people can relate to hobbies, as I feel like everybody has them. Yeah, so. everyone has to have one. Yeah, so. But before we get into our interviewees, I would like to talk about our own hobbies and just go into some stuff that we do. So I want to ask you guys, what are your unique hobbies? My unique hobby, I would say I like to exercise, whether it's going to the gym, running, practicing taekwondo, longboarding. Just staying in shape. Okay, what about you, Nick? For me, it's definitely collecting. I like to collect video games. I collect colognes and watches. And it's just a way for me to feel like a new type of love. That's awesome. Well, I happen to be a drummer myself, and I've been doing it my entire life. I always found that music was a great way to relieve stress, and it's something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, I heard you playing the drums, man. You are insane. (laughs) I appreciate that. You're a beast, bro. So I want to ask you both, how and when did you guys get into your hobbies? So I got into my hobby probably when I was about nine years old. So that's when I started taking Taekwondo. Before I took Taekwondo, I wasn't able to do a single push up. I wasn't in shape. I was very unhealthy. I ate a lot of junk food. And as soon as I took Taekwondo, that's when I started to feel how nice it is to be in shape and just how great it was for my mental health to just really push myself. You know, I love working out. And ever since Taekwondo, even though I don't do it anymore what came from that just my love for just staying in shape and being healthy i would say that that's when it started though so it's been a while that's great why did you move on from taekwondo so i moved on because it's one thing because i felt like the balance was starting to be thrown off like i was starting to dedicate my whole life to it and i wanted to focus more on school and what i'm going to do after because i didn't want it to be my life you know i liked it as a hobby but not my life i I wanted to get a well-paying job even though i did get paid for it just wasn't enough you know understandable what about you nick for me video games started way back when i created an ebay account and i was just kind of buying video games one at a time and then eventually like in bulk and uh all of a sudden i I just created this this mass of video games in my room and then for the other things it's mostly just youtube inspiration like with the fragrance there's this guy on youtube named jeremy fragrance he's like a complete nut job i'm blinded by the light 
Yes! Very unique personality. He just rambles on and on about fragrances. He makes it so interesting and it's not something that I really had a passion for in the past. Now I'm hooked on it and it's all because of him really. So YouTube definitely helps me with inspiration for wanting to collect something. How many video games would you say that you have? I have an exact number. I, I've had to dwindle it down, but I have about 1600 right now. Wow. And you still have an eBay account? Yes. You got to give me that eBay account. I love shopping on eBay. Dude. Okay, yeah. E shopping on eBay is wonderful. Selling not so much because they take 15% right, like right. out. That's true. Yeah, Purple Plum buying. Games. It's very, it's I'll very you up. So in terms of me, I've been drumming since I was three years old and my father is a drummer himself. And naturally I was able to get on the drums. Like he had a drum set in his basement and I was always pounding on them and stuff. And eventually I got my own drum set and I was influenced by the likes of Neil Peart from Rush, Carter Belford from Dave Matthews Band, another drummer named Zorro. And from there, I just imitated these guys and started to develop my own style. And I would play on talent shows and stuff. And it, it became really fun for me. It, it was just something that clicked naturally, probably because my own dad was a drummer himself, but it just became something that I wanted to perfect more. And it just overall is a very enjoyable thing for me. Yeah, I could see a three-year-old Mike banging out the drums right now in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What type, uh, what are your favorite bands? My favorite bands, uh, Rush for one is definitely one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorites that dad and I have. But other bands that I've gotten into, I love Slipknot, I love Linkin Park. Uh, Linkin Park is going yeah, I miss Chester great. Yeah, I miss Rip Chester, yeah. goaded singer. Who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars? And do you have a favorite drummer? I would have to say Neil Peart just because everything he did was so flawless. And I remember one particular drum solo that he did. It was back in 2003 and he played it. It was Russian Rio and it was amazing. You go back and watch that. It's like a 10 minute drum solo and he's utilizing practically every part of his drum set and it comes out so fantastic. And so many times I had imitated it at age three and there's a video of me playing that back and my dad's filming it on our couch and it's one of my greater childhood memories that I have. You listen to Taylor Hawkins drumming? Yes, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. Yeah, ripped to him as well. Another yeah. goaded musician. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of drummers. Yeah. And of course, uh, if you've seen the movie, This is Spinal Tap, they make the joke about the drummer always goes first. Mm -hmm. Like one drummer, right. uh, he yeah. choked on vomit and that was his death. The, actual, the official explanation was he choked on vomit. It was actually, he passed uh, away. It was actually someone else's vomit. Another person <laughs> spontaneously combusted on stage. Stampy's replacement, Peter James Bond, he also died in mysterious circumstances. And uh, it was tragic, really. He exploded on stage. So moving on, a big part of our interviews that we wanted to cover was about mental health. In regards to your guys' hobbies, how would you say it has affected your mental health overall? Yeah, so I would say that mental health obviously is 
a very important aspect of hobbies. If you have a hobby, which everyone does, you need to be able to balance yourself in order to maintain that mental health. If you don't have a hobby at all, your mental health is going to just completely collapse. But if you have a hobby, you make it more than a hobby. And like I said before, if you start sacrificing, even though every hobby you have, you have to make a sacrifice. But if you're sacrificing everything for that hobby, it's just going to take you out. So I would say for me, exercising is something that does make me feel good. But like I said before, when I was doing Taekwondo, even though at first it was good for my mental health, it's sucking up my life, you know? So it's complicated. I, I think I think mental health with hobbies is very complicated. Bit of a love-hate relationship, sort of? Yeah, exactly. Love-hate. Interesting. I would say that exercising is a great form of helping with mental health because when I'm exercising and stuff, it's great to just focus on what you're doing, focus on the burning of your muscles, focus on your breathing, your steady breathing when you're running instead of just focusing on your deep thoughts. Because I think even just not with exercising, when you're invested in anything, whether it's collecting, listening, or playing music, your mind is there. If your mind isn't focused on your hobbies, there's a good chance that your mind is eventually gonna fall into that deep spot that starts overthinking, starts thinking about the bad things in your lives, the people that you've lost, all your problems, all the stress of your life. So I think investing for me is exercise, listening to music, collecting for you, Nick. And it's just something to really just help your mind focus on something healthy rather than overthinking. It's well said, my friend. What about you guys? I think with me, music has always been my number one form of therapy. It's gotten me through some of the hardest times of my life. And to this day, I still struggle with depression and anxiety. And it's a, it's a hard thing for me. And music has always been there for me. Whether I'm listening to it or I'm creating it on the drums or whatever, I'm always able to take out any sort of emotions that I have. Like if I'm feeling angry, then I can just hop on the drum set and play a Slipknot song and, and just pound away my my anger. And it's it's really helped me in a lot of ways. And I think music is always one of those things that has always been there for me. Like I said, it's, it's my number one form of therapy. I can definitely agree with that too, because I have depression and anxiety as well. So music has definitely i would say it saved me a couple times you know oh me too like even i mentioned taylor hawkins before the foo fighters their song walk one of the greatest songs of all time just about being in your lowest spot and learning to walk again you know it's just something I could agree with because music is definitely something special. It really is. And I think everybody can relate to it. Like there's yeah. always something out there for everybody. Everyone has their different tastes and every type of music can relate to somebody. Exactly. With my hobby, some people have, have argued that it's pretty unhealthy. And sometimes I can be viewed as like materialistic. And sometimes I value my possessions more than my relationships. So I think that's definitely something I could work on. Another thing about collecting is that it helps keep me sane because it's like treasure hunting. That's the best analogy I can give. And it's the thrill of the hunt. When you're looking for something, all of a sudden in Facebook Marketplace, you see it being sold for like a way cheaper price than it should be. And it's like that feeling, it's like awesome when you get to finally discover something. Yeah, it helps you focus on something else also, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it helps me with my mental health because everything I collect has a story attached to it. And that definitely helps me form a relationship with it and like have an attachment. And I get to show it off to people and it makes me feel good when I get to do that. Okay, so that was a little bit about ourselves and what sort of hobbies that we partake in. 
but we'd also gone out into the field and we talked to some other people who have some other unique hobbies. So we're going to hear from them right now. So stay tuned. Trent Silvestri and my hobby slash job is creating a YouTube channel focused on variety gaming. I'm Tom and I'm a chess player. My name is Patrick J. Lloyd and my unique hobby is voice acting. My name is Salvatore and my most unique hobby is bodybuilding. I'm an aspiring bodybuilder. Well, it's pretty interesting to consider when I actually started this hobby because it actually dates all the way back to around middle school. I was pretty obsessed with YouTube and the notion that people can actually make a living off of this. And I didn't really take it seriously until last year, actually, when I just felt so inspired by all these channels that helped me grow as a person. So I took a few months to gather all the equipment, learn the necessary programs, and I took off. I started my journey about nine months ago from today, and very fortunately, and thankfully, I've grown a YouTube channel that's amassed about 50,000 amazing subscribers. Well, I started my sophomore year of high school, maybe that summer. I had never really cared about too much or like put myself into anything. And at like 16, 15, you're kind of starting to feel your power like as a person and like, oh, I can do things. I can put myself into things. And I guess I picked chess because it was accessible. Like a lot of people played it. I was around a lot of people who did it. And the online community, even, you know, back, you know, eight, nine years ago was great. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. You've been training your whole life for this. You can do this. Let's go. I decided to get into voice acting around December of 2019 when I had a microphone I could use and I just really wanted to experiment with my voice because I knew I had a good one. And I found this website called Casting Call Club where you could go for fan projects and even some official ones. You know, I was fat in high school and everything, and then I was, you know, flipping through YouTube, which is what fat people do, and I discovered Jason Genova on YouTube, the Sith Lord, and he was such a tremendous bodybuilder that he inspired me, and after seeing a couple of videos, workout videos of his, I decided I want to be that. What's up, Friday Night Funkiners? Wanna know the spooky secrets behind the madness of this frighteningly epic Mario mod? I feel what I most enjoy about creating a YouTube channel is pretty much the freedom to work on something you love and also get paid for it. It's really a unique path that doesn't have any like concrete steps to it and it's really fueled by your own motivation, drive, and soul. Probably the feeling of progression with it, you know? With any kind of hobby, there's different things and, and chess is a very defined ladder and you know, just putting your time into something and seeing great results, you know, it's just it's great. You know, it's the best feeling in the world. The thing I enjoy most about voice acting is definitely getting to branch off with different types of voices where it's either just a subtle change or like the most weird, creepy villain you can think of where your voice is all the way down here and it's really creepy and odd. Stuff like that. <laughs> Other than that, definitely the acting is fun as well. It's something I struggle with, but overall it's pretty good. I enjoy, I enjoy the gains. I, I enjoy looking good. I, I like not being fat anymore. I like I like pursuing the piss, as uh, my idol Jason Genova would put it. Uh, everything about it is just fun and productive, you know? Mental health is a very important topic about YouTube because 
there's really no guide to it. You really just go through your own unique path of mental and physical health when it comes to YouTube. You can work your own hours if it's, you know, your side job or full-time job. And it ultimately comes down to you need to know your own limits and simply take care of yourself. You can really just work yourself all day long and produce the amount of content you want, but there comes a time where you will burn out. And it's honestly just a process of trial and error and figuring out that sweet balance between what can I do and what's too much. YouTube is a beautiful thing in that you are your own boss and you can create your own amazing products and content and you can create something absolutely beautiful that can change millions of people around the world. My mental health, that's an interesting question. Like I said, like there's this feeling of, of like progression with it. Even if I'm having like doing bad in life, I at least have that or I'll always have it as like something, you know? So like, well, I did this, I, I can't be that worthless. You know what I mean? It's as if there's something that's always there that's like proof to myself that I have the capacity to succeed. Even if it's in that, you know, it's like, it's at something. I can be worth something at something that's meaningful, not just to me, but to other people always. And I'll always have, you know, the accomplishments I have with it, which is always good, you know? It's human nature. Sometimes we just don't feel like at our best or that we're at a point where we wanna be. But I think a lot, like, I assume this is relatable to a lot of people who have put time and effort into things and can see their accomplishments stack up. So I think it's helpful with my mental health in that way. And also um, just the general, just chess, like being what it is, I feel like it keeps me kind of sharp. It's very psychologically demanding. Doing it is a good mental exercise in that regard. It's not a passive hobby, say, like you, the listener, could probably think of some hobbies that are a bit less like engaging or a bit less strenuous. Yeah. Voice acting hasn't had a negative effect on my mental health overall. There's definitely some, and that only really comes from rejection in terms of when you're going for an audition and the casting director doesn't like it or whatever that may be. Maybe someone in the community doesn't think you're that good or anything like that. It's just, it all stems from this rejection and being a voice actor and just an actor in general, that's one of the main things you need to learn to get over and learn to love your own voice regardless of what other people think of it. On the other end of that, there's definitely a lot more positive. When you have a supportive group of fellow voice actors and you constantly just boost each other up, always reviewing each other, critiquing, constantly improving, and when you really nail that voice that sounds so good, you really feel good about yourself. The impact on my mental health. The working out itself, I think, has been good. But you see, I'm trying a new, I'm trying a new stack that's kind of messing with me emotionally. But I think I'll, I think I'll get used to it after a while. It's just a, just a rot in the road, you know. Well, it's actually, it's more, it's more of a cycle than a stack. So I'm taking 200 milligrams a week of test suspension two times a week, and I have a cycle of six weeks of Winstrol because I do a lot of powerlifting too. Uh, six weeks off, six weeks of Trembolone, six weeks off, and then I go back to the Winstrol for another six weeks. I was doing the trend too much. That affects you. So I, uh, for more or raw power, I added the wind stroll to my stack and that's been, uh, it's been weird. I feel like hobbies as a topic itself is very healthy, but there can also come a point where you can become obsessed with something that you dig your soul into. Hobbies are obviously a great way to escape from some of the hardships of life and can provide amazing experiences. However, I think just as life itself, there's always a balance to everything. And yeah, I'm all for hobbies, but my mantra is pretty much just balance. And that's something you do as you grow as a person. My opinion about hobbies in general. I think hobbies should be meaningful. I think they should teach you things about life and about yourself. 
I once heard a quote, and I think this is a, this sums up hobby really well. Like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, right? And I know it's not about hobbies originally, but I think it, it applies well to them. It's like you sort of put yourself into something else, and you can do something else that should, like I said, like teach you things. And the thing that it teaches you, like you can learn it in an environment that's like fun and and healthy, and that you enjoy doing. So you can kind of gain, you know, this life experience by something that's fun. And to me, at least, I think that's what hobbies are about. My opinion about hobbies in general, I definitely think it's important to have one. You can't be going about life just constantly pushing through, being headstrong, going to work, going to school, whatever your responsibility may be. You need to take a break sometimes and do something you you like and enjoy that brings you genuine joy that's not just a simple eating a food you like and getting that chemical reaction in your head. You got to find something that means a lot to you. Everybody needs a hobby, I guess. It's just that it's just mine's the best. That's kind of all I have to say about that. Welcome back, everybody, to the roundtable here on Hobcast. We heard from a lot of great people about all sorts of different hobbies. So just going off of the interviews, what did you guys think? You know, I thought it was cool just seeing the different varieties of hobbies that people can have. Like you have people like weightlifting, YouTube voice acting, chess. There's just a, such different areas of hobbies. Shoot, I don't think I have much more to add. You kind of stole my answer. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought I thought they were interesting too. And a lot of the hobbies I particularly liked, you know, voice acting and, and YouTube, like all that stuff was just as interesting to me other than drumming is a is an interest of mine. So it was it was great to hear some relatable hobbies in there as well. Yeah, don't you like voice acting too? I do. I hope to become involved in it someday. So. That's awesome. I mean, you definitely have the voice yes, for it. Yes, for sure. So <laughs> I think it was pretty interesting that we had a kind of an overlapping hobby with Andrew and exercising and Salvatore and the bodybuilding. Yeah, no, yeah. I could definitely relate to that. Was there anything that you heard from Salvatore that you related to? One thing that I liked is at the very end of the interview, he said, everyone needs a hobby, but my hobby is the best. I kind of like that because I think that if you're really devoted to a hobby that you should believe that your hobby is better. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not true that any one particular hobby is the best, but I just think it's a good belief to have to your own hobby. It shows that you're really passionate about whatever the subject is. So that's a, that's a yeah, great point. Definitely. Absolutely. So otherwise, was there anything else about the interviews in general that just stood out to you guys? Yeah, a couple of things about the interviews. I know my guy Trent, he mentioned a lot of the same mindset that I have about having to have a balance with your hobby. So it's something that can very well be healthy. Even the most healthy hobbies can become unhealthy if you're sacrificing all of your mental health for it. Like I said before, every hobby comes with a sacrifice, but at the end of the day, some hobbies will end up taking more from you than other hobbies. So it's just all about finding that balance. I also like when Tom mentioned about his hobby, how it helps his mental health because it gives him some worth. It's like, I'm not completely worthless. I'm good at something. So that's definitely another thing. Like even for me, whether like when I was doing Taekwondo, that was that was the main thing. It's like, oh, I'm not completely worthless. I, I'm good at something in my life. So that was another thing that I really liked. Mm -hmm. Something else about Tom's interview I found interesting was it was one of the only competitive hobbies. I really enjoyed that. There's a clear motivation when there's like a defined goal, there's a ladder and you want to hit like a certain threshold to become like one of the best at your hobby. So I like that about Tom's interview. 
Yeah, that's a complete mental warfare game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge mental exercise is yeah. chess. And I've lost so many chess games because I don't quite have that mental power. So, you yeah, know, I don't even think I've ever played chess in my life. <laughs> it's it's rough. It's complicated. It looks, that's why I look at that. That's shit. That looks hard as shit, dude. I, I don't want to do that. It's a lot of strategy. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to Tom. Yeah. And thanks, Tom. Going back to Tom as well. I also did like the one quote that he said, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. And he was talking a lot about how you can learn stuff, new stuff in a healthy environment, in a subject that you particularly enjoy. And I think that's a great point, you know, because say you're in high school and you're just going to a math class and you're learning just stuff, but you don't care about it. You know, it's not going to help you in life. But say it's in a subject like for me, like I'm learning about drumming and I'm emulating these drummers like Neil Peart and Carl Beaufort, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm I'm learning stuff and it's something that I'm I'm interested in and it's it's a healthy exercise for me. So I think that's a great point to mention is that it's a healthy learning environment overall and hobbies are, are very beneficial in that regard. Yeah, you got to have a hobby no matter what. That's the best of both worlds, learning from your hobby and also learning about something else. Yeah, exactly. So just wrapping up here, would you guys say that you have learned anything doing this experience? I guess it's something that not really that I've learned, but it's something that I kind of always knew, but it just made me just more aware of it is how important hobbies are and the effects that hobbies can have. Like even you could probably relate to my friend Pat, who is a voice actor. He says that although it is good for his mental health, there is a lot of rejection that you have to go through and there's a lot of people that will say mean things that will say that you're not good enough and that could have a really negative impact on your mental health you're just having people constantly rejecting you but it's all about how you keep trying and if you really passionately love your hobby then it'll be good for your mental health in the end game because eventually you will succeed and you will feel that worth that tom was talking about yeah, the whole concept of relating hobbies to positive mental health is just a new concept in its own to me. It's not really something I'd ever really thought of consciously about like, oh, collecting video games helps me keep me stable. I enjoyed learning everyone's different hobbies. And one thing I like to do is I like to try new hobbies. So who knows, maybe I'll try some voice acting, try bodybuilding or chess. Yeah, I might I might try some chess. I might <laughs> want to play that one day. Yeah. People always want to play with me. Let's play some chess, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's another important thing is I think I've just learned a lot about all the different kinds of hobbies there are and anything as simple as playing chess or something like voice acting or creating a YouTube channel. Anything has the potential to be a hobby. And I think that there are so many different kinds of hobbies out there. There's something out there for everybody. And as we've stated multiple times, it really is a healthy thing to get involved in. And as we've learned, it can really help with mental health. And I'm glad to see that there are so many things out there that can help people yeah man i mean i would say that hobbies is just like you said it's really good for your mental health as long as you find that balance a healthy balanced hobby it's so good for your mental health and i think no matter who you are you have one even if you don't think you have one trust me because you wouldn't be living life if you didn't have a hobby so it's also pretty fun to get involved with like the online communities and fandoms related to your hobby. Like you're into chess, there's probably like a chess discord or a chess reddit people can just talk to each other on. I think that's awesome. That yeah, meet new people with the same interests as you. Mm -hmm. It's dope. Yeah, whether it's online or in person, there's so many opportunities to meet people who have common interests and you can form friendships with people that can last for the rest of your life. So that's a, that's a great point, Nick. Yeah, for real, man. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Paltzcast. 
We would like to thank everyone who has participated in this episode for sharing their unique hobbies. Stay tuned for more from PaltzCast. Thank you for listening. This episode of PaltzCast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester. 